So we're holding by Shmuel Beis Parak Aleph Pasuk Yod, learning tonight Shbi Yitzchosi Lenish Masar B'chil Mecha Ben Asher and Yecheskel Shrag Ben Avin Yehuda. So we're in the middle of the discussion between this Amaleki man and David, uh, who this man who came to tell David about the defeat of Klai Yisrael by the Plishtim, the death of Shaul and Yonah's son, and David questions how he knows this, whether he witnessed it firsthand or whether he heard about it secondhand. So the man goes on to tell David about how he encountered Shaul and Hara Gilbaya. Shaul was surrounded, Shaul was dying, and when Shaul notices this man, he asks him who he is. The man identifies himself as an Amaleki, not a member of the Jewish army, but also not a member of the Plishti army. And so Shaul asks for his assistance with ending his life. So Pasuk Yod, so this man says, I stood over Shaul, I stood over him, and I ended his, his life. Because I knew that he wouldn't survive after having fallen on his sword. I took the crown that was on his head, and the bracelets on his arm, and I brought them here to my master, meaning I'm, he's presenting them as tribute to David to try, to try to ingratiate himself with David. And the whole story about killing Shaul is also part of trying to ingratiate himself with David by telling David that I ended the life of your enemy, the one who was out to kill you. So the Marikara explains that his words to David were that I only assisted with his death not because there was any hatred that I wanted to see him dead, but rather because I knew, he's saying, I killed him not because I had any hatred, but I knew that he couldn't survive. And the Mitzutis explains that it was impossible for him to survive based on the wound that he had gotten from falling on his sword. So the Radak goes a little further into that. He says that Achrei Nifloi, he's either referring to the wound from the sword, that he was very close to death, and therefore I didn't kill him, I just brought his death a little closer. Or Achrei Nifloi means that he was about to fall into the hands of the Plishtim. So he was going to die either by my hand or their hand, and so Shaul preferred that I kill him and not the Plishtim. Now he presents David with two items, the nazer, the crown that was on Shaul's head, and the etzada. Etzada, we have that lashon in Parshas Matos, when Klai Yisrael goes to fight Midian, they bring back etzada v'tzamid. They bring back the bracelets that were worn by the Midiani soldiers. So etzada means the bracelets worn on the arm. Now, the Targum Yoyneson says, for etzada, asher al-zroya, he ties it to al-dare, the tefillin worn on the hand. So he's saying that the and Rashi quotes the Targum Yainasan that the Tefillin Shel Yad is what this Amaleki presents David with, not literally a bracelet, but rather the Tefillin. So the Perushim and Rashi explain why Rashi, first of all, why, how do they know, how does the Targum Yainasan know that this is the Tefillin Shel Yad? Because it says, that was worn on his arm. What do you mean on his arm, on one arm only, a designated arm? So that's, that would be, what's the item that's worn on, not just on one arm, but on a designated arm? That would be the tefillin shel yad that, always, that is always worn on the yad keha. What about the tefillin shel reish? So the, uh, the tefillin shel reish, so, so some of the Mepharshim say tefillin shel reish is what was referred to as nezer shel reish. Is the tefillin shel reish that he presents David with both the tefillin shel yad and the tefillin shel reish. And the por- purpose of bringing it is, says the Malbum, that he's saying, I'm bringing them to you because you're right to wear, wear them. In other words, you're Shaul's replacement and therefore you're an appropriate person to now wear his tefillin. Just like after a tzaddik passes on, his tefillin are worn by someone else. He's saying you are the rightful person to now wear Shaul's tefillin. However, Rashi only 
uh, quotes the Targum Yonasan about the Tefillin Shel Yad. In other words, Rashi is rejecting that there is a Tefillin Shel Rosh that was being presented as well. So the Sfasemis explains that Rashi basically feels that the, the Shel Rosh is not Merumas in the Pasuk. It's not hinted at in the Pasuk. Either, so where's the Shel Rosh? So the Tupshatim, either it fell off when Shal died, or when they went to battle, they couldn't wear the Shel Rosh, but the Shel Yad they could because it was concealed under their garments, under their clothing, and so therefore they could wear the Shel Yad, but the Shel Rosh, they couldn't physically wear it while they were um, um, fighting in battle. So now this Amalek is expecting David to be very happy with him. But Pazagid Allah, Vayachzek David Bibagadav, David takes his clothing, Vayikroyim, and he tears them, as well as all of the men that are with him, they tear Kriya over the news of the loss of Shaul, the loss of Yonason, and the loss of Kleis. Pasukid Beis, Vayispidu, and they said, Espedim, Ayifku, and they cried, Vayitsumu, and they fasted out of Erev until evening, Al Shaul, over Shaul, Vial Yonason, Benoyo, as well as Yonason, Vial Am Hashem, over the people of Hashem, Vial Beis Yisrael, and over the house of Kleis, Al Kinof Lubecharev, because they fell by the sword. So the Radak brings down from the Gemara Moed Katan that learns out from this Pasuk that a person is supposed to rip Kriya over the death of a Nasi as well as an Av Bezdin. Shaul is the Nasi. Shaul the leader. So David rips Kriya over Shaul. And Yonasar was the Av Bezdin or represents a person and the level of an Av Bezdin. And then also the Gemara Moed Katan says when there's a tremendous Tsar, a, a Tsar that happens to the Tzibur, also you rip Kriya because it says afterwards, the David ripped Kriya also and mourned over the uh, um, tragedy that had happened to Kla Yisrael. Now, what's interesting here is that it says each tragedy separately. There's also a Kriyan Aksiv on Pasuk Aleph. It says, it says, it's ri- I'm sorry, it says, right, his Beged, but it's, it's pronounced, right, multiple Begadim. So the Gemara learns out that you do one Kriya for each each of these, right? So for Shaul would be one Kriya, for Yonason would be one Kriya, and for uh, the base Hashem, basis for Kaiso would be one Kriya. Each one was worthy of one Kriya. You only tear the outer Beged, but the, that's, what's, that's what's hinted at, the big day. That really, for each one, David did one Beged. But because there was a separate Kriya, so on Shaul, he ripped the outer Beged. On Yonason, he ripped the second Beged. And on Kai Yisrael, he ripped the third Beged, and that's why at the end of the day, Bibagadav, all of his begadim ended up ripped, but each one was bebigdai, that's bebigdai, each one was a separate kriya, so it turned out all of his begadim were ripped at the end of the day, but for different reasons. The Radak is bothered, why is there a double lashon on the al-am Hashem, the al-beis Yisrael? Technically, it's one and the same. Hashem's people are the beis Yisrael. So why is there a double lashon? He cried, al-am Hashem, the al-beis Yisrael. So Radak says that the repetition is telling you that it was a tremendously a tremendous tragedy. It almost like it was a double tragedy, and that's why there's this double lushan. The Malbim, however, says that there were two elements of this mourning, and that's what's hinted at with the two Lashonas. First of all, David was mourning over the Chil Hashem, over the defeat by the defeat of the people. And in addition, the suffering that was caused to Beis Yisrael. So that's what's hinted at with the Allah Hashem, the Al Beis Yisrael. There was a double tragedy here. There was both a Chil Hashem as well as suffering that was inflicted on actual members of Klai Yisrael.